you know, when we made the transition with my father as he stepped into the founding pastor role and we stepped in as lead pastors, it was so strong in my spirit that Nate and Christie should be with us as that key was passed. And there was this key uh, that I believe it's also a key to the city because I, I believe every church is called to have a key to the city. Uh, and Nate and Christy, as our associate pastors, I just felt so compelled that they were to hold that with me as we made that transition, because this is a transition of team. This is a transmission uh, uh, that is critical for this city, but it's, it's critical for us in, in, in being able to fulfill the call of God in our life, because we need each other. And uh, we, we need to be in team, we need to be in family, we need to be in covenant community. That's the, really the only way forward. It's, it, it's the only way to, 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 to step into complete Christ-likeness is, is having community around you. you know, my dad wrote this book, Incomplete by Design, and that doesn't just speak to teamwork, but it speaks to the need for community. Uh, and, you know, we have taken this month on talking about hearing from heaven. And I tell you, there's never been a greater time and a greater need, and I say that. Uh, it's quite obvious, but, but today there's never been a greater need and a greater time to hear the voice of the Lord clearly and to follow through with, with what he's giving us because we can hear, but then there's that other aspect of actually following through. It's such an important thing, and that's how actually we live a blessed life. You know, we, we really live a blessed life from that context of following through. You know what's amazing when I think about um, Jesus, and, and he's just surrounded uh, by people and with all their agendas. Uh, he's in the middle of them, and in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, just prior to that, um, this lady's just complimenting his mother, and man, that womb is blessed, that one that carried you, and, you know, and, and, and she just kind of carried on whoever that lady was, and then Jesus makes this statement. He says, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and follow it. On the contrary, <laughs> blessed are those who hear the word of God and follow it. You know, I think we all kind of have our stories about hearing hearing uh, the voice of the Lord and not following through. And we have our stories of hearing the voice of the Lord and following through. I like those a lot better. <laughs> you know, there's something amazing when we hear the voice of the Lord and we follow through because uh, it changes us, it transforms us, um, it brings us into a place uh, where we can hear God even more clearly. You know, every time we, 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 we hear and obey and we follow through, it becomes easier. It becomes clearer. Uh, there's greater understanding of who God is and, and who he has made us to be as well. And any time those things are clarified, it brings more clarity. Uh, our, our identity is so wrapped up, and Christ's identity is so wrapped up in our ability to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Because lies surround us all the time about our ability or our inability. You know, God's upset, God's angry, God is, um, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. Yet we can read scriptures that say, yeah, you know, Paul, I love what he says there. He said, uh, he said you know, we, we've been made holy once for all. You know, they're, they're, it, it's in the word of God, but yet we're surrounded by these lies that, that are constantly coming against 
uh, not only our, our, our identity, but our understanding of who God is. And unless those things are working and walking together, which is relationship, which is being in relationship with God, you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit is, is fruit of relationship. You know, when, when that seed is planted and that harvest happens, it's a relational harvest. It's a relational harvest where we deepen on our relationship with the Lord and we deepen with our relationship with each other. So every time we follow through, not only uh, are, we, uh, are, are we growing, because it's the Lord that is the one that causes that to grow anyways, but also the community around us grows as well. We, we cannot separate from community. We cannot separate ourselves from community because that's the intent of the enemy is that separation from community. And I'm going to touch on that in just a little bit, but I just want to get back to this, this thing. And, and I just want to share some real stories with you. And, uh, you know, you might have your stories, and, and I'm sure in this community we can all hear these stories, but, you know, I was in the kitchen, and uh, I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't turn on the disposal. And guess what I did? I turned on the disposal, and one of these baby glass jar bottles had fallen into the disposal, and guess what it did when it hit those blades? It just shot everywhere. So I had to walk something out. I had to walk up cleaning up that whole kitchen. Hmm. You know, uh, another time I was in my yard and uh, the boys were in the car and my son, one of my sons said something and I went to correct him. I went to tell him off because that didn't sound like something one of my boys should be saying. And immediately the Lord said, don't say that. I heard it clearly. Don't say that. Guess what I did? I said it. And in, my, in the yard in front of me, I saw a black tornado fill up the sky. And that black tornado came into me. Now I'm not going to sit here and talk about oppression or possession. Let's not go there. The, the Lord's the one that owns it, correct? He's the one that has ownership of me. But it doesn't mean that something can't beyond me or influencing me, correct? As a Christian, I think we can all attest to that. Well, when that happened, the only thing I could do is run up into my daughter's room and I broke down weeping and crying and uh, had a meltdown. I had an had, had emotional breakdown at that moment as I couldn't control the sobbing and the fear that was just racking my body as wave and wave of the spirit of fear was influencing me physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And for a whole year, I walked with the influence of a spirit of fear over my life that affected every one of my relationships. Guess when that was? Two and a half years ago. I was your pastor during that time. And it took a couple sitting in my office and me sharing that story and that lady getting up and she came over kind of Donna De Silva style, which is a lady from Bethel. But this lady just came in my office and just did four clicks around my brain. That's all she did. I can't explain it. I don't even know where to find that in the Word of God. But let me tell you the result of it. The result of it was something came out of me. Now, I'm not touching the oppression possession thing, but it was in and it came out. That's all I'm saying. It came out of me 
like hot oil. Like, have you ever, you ever eaten too many fries and you get that coating? <laughs> it was like that, but, but it was on fire hot oil. And it came out of me and it left me and it has never returned. It's important to be in community, wouldn't you say? But how important is it to hear the word of God? And how many times does it just come as a silent voice? You know, we, we want it to come as, 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 as lightning and thunder. We want it to come as an earthquake. But in the end, just like Elijah, it comes as that still small voice. And unless we're conditioned in our spirit and conditioned in our mind to be aware and to be ready in that moment to respond in obedience, God help us. You know, I love that scripture. It says, when you're willing and obedient, you'll inherit the land. And I, I love the idea of willingness as being that precursor to obedience. And, you know, uh, willingness means three different things. It means to be ready, to be eager, and to be prepared. The word ready means to prepare mentally, physically for an action. Don't you like that? An action or an experience to come. To be eager means to be marked by that enthusiastic I love this, impatient desire to do the will of God, to be ready when that voice speaks. And how about this, the word prepared, subjected to a special process or treatment to prepare beforehand. How many things can we cultivate in our personal life that make it easier when that response comes? Willingness is that precursor to obedience. Willingness makes that call when it comes. Whatever it is that the Lord is saying, we're conditioned and we're ready and we're prepared, uh, both physically, mentally, spiritually. We're enthusiastic, waiting, knowing the value of the word of God, knowing that we can't survive, we can't live without his voice speaking through us. A voice that spoke through the whole New Testament is still speaking today. I remember Reinhard Bonnke, one of his team, uh, a gentleman came uh, from a, a denomination that, that uh, is uh, cessationist. They, they don't believe that the, that the Lord is still speaking today, that the, the, the scripture of canon, when it was closed, also silenced the voice of God. And when he had uh, had this opportunity, uh, he realized that um, one of Reinhard's team was a, a Pentecostal, and he challenged him with this question. He said, you know... He said, how can you still say that God is speaking today? And this, this gentleman on Reinhardt's team said, can I ask you one question first? And he asked this gentleman, he said, were you called by God to preach? And the man said, yes, I was called by God to preach. And then he just made this one statement, who called you? The voice of the Lord is still speaking today. He's still speaking so clearly, and in fact, the reason that you're in this room is because he's been speaking to you. Because the Holy Spirit's been drawing your heart. He's been drawing you in such a gentle and a precious way. But so often, it's the still and the small voice of the Lord. Sometimes it's louder and sometimes it's softer. But we have to be ready and prepared. We have to be ready and prepared. And so much of that actually has to do with the community around us as well. We, we need to be in community because the, the enemy's job is to isolate 
us. It, the enemy's job is to lie to us. And the, the problem with hearing from the Lord and then delaying, because I just don't think we're supposed to delay at all. Unless the Lord said, wait. <laughs> I think any other command that God gives and we choose to wait has, has two things that potentially can happen. We can begin to doubt. and We can begin to dilute. And either one of those things are incredibly dangerous. Paul says that we're not the ones to shy back. But we're, we're the ones that are hold our ground in faith. And that's what God's calling us to do. When we hear the, the word of God, the voice of the Lord, it's so important to obey. Have you ever wondered when you're on a mission trip, why so many things happen? <laughs> Have you ever wondered when you're ministering somewhere else or you're not in your normal role or function that you just feel the presence of God flowing, generally when you're ministering outside of the walls often, right? But especially on mission trips, I, I just began to think about it. And I, I, I always go back to this word that Christy had on fillers. The things that we find to fill the things that only God can fill. Whether that's TV, whether that's movies, whatever else it is. See, the crazy thing about the human brain is they found it's kind of like Swiss cheese. So every experience that you've had is cataloged. But the experiences that you've never had is basically empty space. And it's waiting. Uh, it doesn't know what to do because it's never been through that experience. So what the brain does is it draws from what's available around it to try to fill an area that it's never experienced. So that can happen in two ways. It can happen as we watch movies and TV shows, and we watch the reactions of the people as they act or react in whatever way they choose to act and react. And guess what the brain does? Catalogs it. Okay, if I ever get into that experience, that's how, that, that, that's how I'm going to act. See, that's the power of the testimony and why we overcome through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony is that that testimony actually becomes a living thing that the brain pulls on to say, hey, they went through it. I can go through that too. They experienced that. I can go through that too. So now it becomes something that is this living thing in us that helps us be able to walk through a circumstance that we've never been in before. That's the power of, of community around us. I love in the scripture, um, when, when Jesus references, uh, uh, I love this idea, um, Jesus re references uh, the, the sowing. And in Matthew chapter 13, verse 15, he, um, he speaks this message. And I, I, I think this has so much to do with how we have to prepare to hear. But he said, for this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. You know, that's, that's a really interesting process. You know, we have to hear. Now, whether that's planted by the Holy Spirit or it's planted by a Paul in our community, right? Paul talks about being the one that sows. And we also have to see, and I believe some of the seeing that Jesus is talking about is actually the living demonstration of having spiritual fathers and mothers, brothers, sisters, uncle and aunts who are following after Jesus and we follow after them as they follow after Christ. That becomes part of the seeing application 
I believe, of what Jesus is talking about in community there. It's the demonstration of the family around us. And then we come into that place of understanding. And of course, as we come to a place of understanding with whether, whatever truth that that is, then we turn to Jesus. <laughs> Who else is there to turn to when we understand that he's the source for everything? I love, uh, uh, I, I didn't get to hear it yet, but Marlene shared with me some of what she was sharing this last week. That yes, we have community around us and we have to be careful to be hearing God in, in community rather than going to the source, which is the Lord. That's always been his intent. From the Garden of Eden on, it's been to have that personal relationship with the Lord. And what Marlene brought last week, I believe, had to do with the fact that because they weren't hearing directly, when the hearer was absent, Moses up on the mountain, then what else was there to do? There suddenly they began to hear each other. They began to hear things that actually weren't, weren't, weren't in the plans or the, or, 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 or the nature. They didn't even represent the nature of God. That's not what that calf looked like at all. But we have to be so careful because it, it's God's intent that we do hear personally and clearly. In fact, that was his intent when he spoke out. You know, he, there was this beautiful display and then everybody heard the voice of the Lord. And I believe it was the heart of God that everyone would have made that commitment to say, let my tent be a tent of meeting. Yeah. Imagine all those tents spread out across the desert and suddenly they all became tents of meeting. God's intent in them hearing his voice was actually, I believe, for him to have a personal relationship in the way that he did with Moses. But instead, of course, we know in that parallel scripture in Deuteronomy, I think it's five, that they come back and they say, well, you here for us. <laughs> Man. But we have that opportunity to hear from the Lord. But the importance of community is in the cultivation of the confirmation of the word, as Marlene spoke last week, but also the prophetic. We're in a prophetic community. And as that prophetic speaks out, we can hear the voice of the Lord uh, through others and, and be in a community where that can be confirmed, weighed and tested, right? We can walk that out. We can, we can hear that word and then submit it within community. The community is a safe place to grow to be able to hear God better. You know, it's so interesting uh, when he says uh, in, in verse 19, still in Matthew 13, but verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is the seed sown along the path. You know, kingdom family places spiritual fathers and mothers around us to help us understand. They do. They, they're here to help water the word just like Apollos did. But you see, it, it took someone watering over Apollos for Apollos to be Apollos. It took a, Aquila and a Priscilla who saw this mighty man of God, Apollos, who had only experienced the baptism of John, for them to invite him in for the community and begin to water, <laughs> just soak him in the presence of God, soak him in the understanding of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, soak him uh, in, in spiritual truths for Apollos to be, become Apollos. So that you had an Apollos watering and a, a Paul planting, but of course the Lord causing it to grow. And as, as Paul speaks about there uh, <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians, he said, I've planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. <clears throat> yeah. 
and even the one that's planting and watering, we're all one anyways. We all have a piece to play in each other's lives and helping us to be able to hear the word of the Lord more clearly, to understand who God is, and to understand who we are. That, that is why we need community and family around us. So <clears throat> the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Kingdom family surrounds us with multiple generations that have walked through the very things that we are walking through. And it is only in a family that we rejoice with each other, but we also we mourn together so that nothing is done alone. Why do we mourn with each other? We, we mourn to make sure that nothing comes between that person this morning and the relationship with the Lord. That what comes out of it is healing and wholeness. That's why we need community. That's why we mourn together. That's why we weep together. It's because no one's going through this alone. That's the enemy's intent. To separate us. See, he hates it. The fruit of the kingdom is fruit of relationship, so of course the enemy hates that. His mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. To do away with any kind of relational health. There's no fruit in hell, and he's mad about it. His mission, then, is to steal any seed that God plants, which every seed is designed to bear fruit. So, this seed then has fallen on rocky ground, but since they have no root, they last only a short time when all these things come. We have to have a community that stands with us, walks with us through everything that we're going. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. In community, our voice of worry is heard. <laughs> And we're reminded of those scriptures, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> we're reminded of those testimonies of people who have walked through the same situation and have prevailed because of God's grace and mercy. In community, we have the opportunity to walk with others in the stewardship of what God has given us financially. There's just no safer place than to be in the family of God. But the, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Oh man, how beautiful is that? That's where we want to be. You know, to obey is better than sacrifice. We really can call delaying disobedience. I don't know any other way to say it. But I've, that's what I've experienced. The more we delay, I shared this earlier, the more we doubt or dilute what the Lord is saying, we have to have community around us to be able to grow, to be able to understand, to be able to come and then turn to our Savior as our source for everything. That's why you're in my life. I need you in my life. I needed that lady who walked in my office in my life, who's part of this church. I need community. I need family. What you're going through, I want to walk through with you so you don't feel and you're not walking this alone. 
that we can be there to support and encourage each other. We can grow together. Powerful. My breakthrough becomes your breakthrough. My new level of authority becomes your new level of authority in, the, in a certain area of my life. My new level of discernment becomes your level of discernment. We're safe in community. We're safe in community to be able to hear and to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Would you welcome my beautiful wife, Hannah? to be the cap on top of uh, this month's words. You guys got to hear some really amazing um, uh, messages and testimonies about hearing from God. And um, that's just something that's so in my heart is um, helping people understand that they can hear from God and what that means and what that sounds like. And it's always such an encouragement to me when I hear something from the Lord. And it's always something like revelational. Um, and I love, I got a lot of words from people this morning that was like so encouraging. I love it. Anytime Joe starts walking towards me, it's like, yes, I'm getting ready to be empowered. I love it. <laughs> so um, I just want to read Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious in anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. My goodness, I could just end there. That's just so beautiful. Um, that's something that a verse that I carry with me um, as a mother of little children to not worry, but just be prayerful about everything. It's like a word that I'm constantly having to bring back to myself. Don't worry, don't worry. And words from the Lord about who my children will be and their destinies have saved me from worry before when I thought, oh my goodness, uh, will we make it past this? Can I send them to do something? Will they survive? And, you know, the, the words of the Lord of like who they are it just bring strength and encouragement to me to know like, Lord, they're in your hands. I, it's not, my worrying's not going to do anything, not going to produce anything but trouble for my own self. Um, so I just, I just want to encourage you. I feel like the Lord just had a message this morning that, um, he wants to speak. He wants to speak to you and he loves it to speak to us about us. And he loves to speak through us to other people. And, um, there, there are things in the father's heart for everyone that they won't hear because they won't listen to him unless somebody else speaks it. 
So I just want to encourage you to, if you feel like you get something for someone else, um, to just be brave because he loves that. Um, I remember praying for this girl one time. I, I looked over across the room and I saw her. She just had this heaviness on her and I just went up to her and I said, um, I'm asking the Lord for a word for you. Can I pray for you? But I didn't actually have a word yet. I just felt like I need to go pray for this woman. So I just open my mouth and I start praying for her. And guys, this was the most unremarkable prayer and prophetic word I had ever gotten for anyone. I'm thinking like as I'm praying it, I'm like, Lord, is this doing anything? It just feels like it's not anything particularly like revelatory. And she just kind of has this this look on her face the whole time I'm praying, like very stoic, and I can't tell, like, I'm not getting anything, I don't know, but Lord, I'm just going to go through with this. And so I'm, I talk for like two minutes, and then she just looks up at me, and she's like, so who told you all that stuff about me? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know you, I've never talked to anyone about you, this is just what's on the Lord's heart for you. And she's like, no, I like somebody here, there are people here that know me, like who told you all this? So it meant something very deep to her, even though it was like not a huge experience for me. But that was also like a lesson for me. It's not about us. It's not about our gifts. It's not about what we're feeling when we're speaking to somebody else. It's about reaching his people and it's about touching his world. And I just want to encourage you that all of the messages that you've got, you can do this. Everything that everyone has spoke about hearing God, you can do it yourself. So I just want to take a minute and do that. So we're just going to take like one minute. This might feel like super elementary, um, a practice for some of you, but it might be a huge exercise for others because this is a practice. And if I said, let's all go out to the parking lot and run, if you run for an hour every day, you're like not even going to break a sweat. And if you don't, you're probably feeling like you're going to die. So I just want to take one minute and I just want you to uh, turn your ears to heaven and ask the Lord for a word for yourself. Nobody died. We're all all right. Hopefully you got something, but if not, now you know how the process works. It is that easy, and you can do it all the time, anywhere, and he loves to speak to us. Okay? So it was, that was, I was really hoping for like this profound word, and the Lord's like, no, I just want them to know they can do this. Like, they don't need you know, a degree in anything, you just, you have because you ask. 
He knocks. He comes. We meet with him. It's super easy, and he loves it, and it's always something that is encouraging and enriching to us. Even if it's, you know, a word about something to take off, it's always like, yes, so freeing. So I just want to encourage all of you that if you just want more of that, if you just want more of hearing the Lord, just lift up your hands, Melissa, if you can come up. Um, just, just lift up your hands where you are. Lord, we want more of you. We want more of your voice. We want more of you in our life, Father. We just give it all. We give it all, Lord. Yours is the only kingdom where there is victory and surrender. Lord, so we just surrender ourselves. We give ourselves over to you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your direction, Lord. We know that you are good and you are for us. Lord, we just want more of you. We want more. Lord, more of you in my life. Get rid of everything else. Just more of you. Thank you, Father. Karen, could you come up? So one of the things that God wants to do is activate some stuff in us today, okay? The Bible says that my kids will know my voice and the voice of a stranger they won't follow, okay? So it's up to God to speak to us in a language that we can understand. So when Tim Johns was here, he talked about the left side and the right side of the brain. And we celebrate the left side of the brain, which is the intellectual and the figuring out part. But if you were like me, when you were growing up, you were told the imagination was not a good thing. Grow up. You're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Anybody heard any of those? Okay. So today, if those words have been spoken over you, or if you have believed those things, we're going to break the power of those words. Because words do have power. And they can hold us bondage. That's what a stronghold is. It's a thought that raises itself against the obedience of God, and it holds us in a place that we can't get out of until the Word of God comes and breaks it. Okay? So we're going to break that today. Our daddy God is the most creative being in the universe. And as his sons and daughters, we should be too. He wants to release answers to questions that the earth, the world can't come up with. And he wants to release solutions that nobody in their natural mind can come up with. And guess who he's chosen to do that through? Hello. He also says the voice of a stranger you will not follow. 
He never promises it. You won't hear it. But we're going to get so in tuned with our daddy God. You know, when your spouse calls you on the phone, you don't have to ask who it is because you recognize their voice. So just like Phil was talking about in the little things, he practices, you know, take your umbrella today because you'll need it. Oh, it's not going to rain. And I needed my umbrella. So he practices in the small things so that when it's a big thing, we know his voice. And I want to release over you, you don't have to do it perfect like they said. It's practicing. When your kids learn to walk, they fall down as many times as they walk, right? But we celebrate that they walk. We don't condemn them because they fall down. Okay? So I feel like God wants to release over us today that this is a safe place. If you've had any words spoken over you growing up or in your workplace or in school concerning your imagination, the right side of your brain where God talks to you and where he takes you to places exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ask or think, that's this side. Okay? So I want you to just close your eyes. And Father, if there's any of those words that have been spoken over us, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bring them to our remembrance and that we would renounce them right now in Jesus' name. Because that's not who you say we are. And you believe what you say about you more than you believe what anybody else says. So I want you to say what God says about you. I am creative. Come on. You, yeah. I can hear the voice of my Father. I can distinguish between the voice of a stranger and my Father. I will not follow the voice of a stranger. And I embrace the voice of my Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's, it's up to you to speak in a language that we can understand and that we will follow you and that we will practice listening to your voice and obeying your voice. In Jesus' name. I felt like there was a, a call this morning for anyone who is dry. If you feel empty and dry and hopeless here today, I just want to ask you to come down front and just let him pour into you. He wants to bring an overflow, an overflow of his spirit this morning. So if you feel like that's you, like there's just, there's nothing left, you've been poured out, it's all gone, just to come down this morning and receive from him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the days that you're bringing us into, where we are restored, we are filled up again. We're no longer scraping by for existence, Father. We're coming out of those days of begging for a morsel 
and we're going into the days of Elijah, where you will bring bread and meat from heaven, where you will open up the streams of clear water for us, where we will walk into a house and every jar is filled with oil to overflowing. Every pot is full of flour. You are the God of resources. You are the God of plenty. You are a provider. Lord, come bring restoration. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Would you just stand with me? Lord, we thank you for just this simple call, this simple message that you're speaking to us, that you love us, and that you desire to speak to us, you desire to fellowship with us, and Lord, as a pr prophetic act, just as a community, as a family, could we just reach out, just open that door to the Lord, just reach out and open that door that he would come in and sup with you, he would come in and just fellowship with you in a deeper way. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that that's, Lord, that's a message that you're speaking to this church, Lord. We open the door, Father God. We open the door to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'd like to uh, invite some of the prayer teams down. If you need physical healing in your body of any kind, we absolutely believe in healing. If you need... Uh, deliverance or inner healing in an area of your life, we believe that this is an opportunity and a day that you can step into freedom. If you have really been struggling where you can't seem to silence the voices that speak when the Lord is speaking to you and you hear every other voice that you recognize is not the Lord's, but you're not hearing with clarity His voice. I just give you an opportunity to come up this morning. We just want to stand with you. And just pray over you. Just, just pray over the spiritual environment just over you. The Lord would just bring clarity to that environment. You know, it's amazing how we can shift an atmosphere from the culture around us. I remember when I went to Bethel Church, and we're part of that network, but when we went to when I went to Bethel the first time, I I was hearing these statements. You can do anything. I, I was hearing these creative ideas and seeing these creative ideas come to me and when Donna De Silva who's part of the Bethel team came to this church and she spoke she said that was not how it was in the beginning when you stepped into Bethel church what you heard is you can't do it you'll never amount to anything <laughs> she said but it took prayer it took intercession it took a cost of those that laid down to see an atmosphere shift we're in community for each other we're in community so that any atmosphere that doesn't belong over you as a child of God, just have to evaporate, disappear, go away, be gone in Jesus' name. So if that's you and you just cannot hear the voice of the Lord with clarity, we just invite you to come down to our ministry team this morning. We just bless you guys this morning. Thank you so much. We're excited to go into this next season. First things first is our theme for next month, seeking first the kingdom of God. We're a kingdom church, we're a kingdom family. You know, it's interesting when you study the word patriot, 
It means father, but also it means to be about the father's business. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Patriot. We're kingdom patriots. We're about the father's business, hearing his voice and following it through. Amen. Just be blessed. Encourage each other in the Lord. Please bless the children's workers as you go over there and you get your kids. Just speak a word of encouragement over them. Don't forget to hug some necks this morning. Encourage each other. So glad to be in family with you. Bless you guys.